Hi, you're currently listening to a message from the Camp Series of Christ for Youth International. CYI is a purpose-driven, non-denominational, and community-based youth ministry aimed at creating room for the youth to serve. Stay tuned for the upcoming message from Camp. And don't forget to grab your notebook and pen as you listen. Thank you very much. Let's appreciate our musicians. Right from the beginning of the worship, I was listening to the end, and everybody was taking it high and high, and it's just beautiful. That's, that's, that's excellent. Now, I want to thank God for the life of my brother and friend. I don't know of another leader as great as this man of God here. Reverend Roderick Ajekum, thank you very much. Please be seated. 2023 is a very special year. I'm sure you've heard so many things, different themes about 2023. And you may be wondering which one is correct. Most of them are actually correct. Because no one word can capture all that God has for us in 2023. In fact, your pastor just have to make a do, has to, you know, just settle for one out of the many things uh, the Lord has impressed on his heart about 2023. Let me explain to you exactly what 2023 is like and then you understand why people say all the good things they say about 2023. First of all, I want you to know that the world got it wrong. There's a prediction from the economic leaders as they, we may refer to them globally that said that said some negative things about the world in 2023 but every one of those things are not correct every good thing you hear about 2023 is coming from the mouth of God's prophets and from the mouth of God's servants and it's true you see, the ages, the eons, were framed by the word of God. Everything that is happening is exactly as God said it. Now we have the negative and we have the positive. And you need to know that God's intention for you is the good ones. 
The devil also has his plan. And so he also has what he wants to do. But you need to understand that the devil is part of the plan. And he is also one of the people working for our good. Everything is working for our good, including the devil. Because it's also one of the things. Amen and amen. Now, 2023 actually is the year of the Lord's perfection. It's the year of the Spirit's perfection. The perfection of the Spirit. Now, just listen to me. You don't even need to write. You see, in Watered Garden, we said 2023 is the year of the wise master builder. Because in 2023, we lay foundations for many generations. This is the year that the church will get it right. Because it is a year of the Spirit's perfection. Tressa, the perfection of the Spirit. Precision. Huh? The way the Lord wants it done. And that becomes the foundation upon which every other person, every other thing is going to build upon in the successive years. That's the year. Now, When I came the last time to teach you on leadership, I mentioned some very key things. One of them was righteousness. Now, righteousness is God's nature. The ability to get it right. God can't do a mistake. Everything God does is right. That nature, which was exclusive to God, which was his preserve, he gave to us when we <coughs> believed him. God is absolute, so he can do everything, including the impossible, he can do everything. So when we came to God, God's requirement for you to get it right was just to accept that he is God. We call that believing. Whosoever comes to God must believe that he is God. So when Abraham believed that this is God and he can do everything, everything about him is absolute. Good in absolute terms. Strength in absolute terms. Power in absolute terms. Love in absolute terms. Immediately, he got it right. And when he got it right with God, God brought Abraham into his realm, which is the realm of getting things right. Once you are right with God, you can be right with any other thing. Now, so that is what we receive when we believe in Jesus. We receive the righteousness of God. Now, righteousness is the capability to act right. It is the capacity to get it right. The ability to get it right. Now, not just to do good. You see, 
Something can be good but not right. We talked about that. And when something is good and it's not right, it is what? Wrong. And the devil just plays people's mind with the good. The good, 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 which is not right. You know. The natural man is trying to do some good things. He's never doing the right thing. And they try to fool everybody with it. Now, so that nature of God called righteousness is the foundation for every other virtue. So from righteousness, the ability to get it right, now God allows you to act in his stead. Because to be the exact way he would have done it if he were there. Because the Bible says, if Christ be in us, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. He said that the Holy Spirit becomes our life because of right standing. In other words, the spirit of righteousness is the Holy Ghost. That's why anything you do by the spirit is right. And everything the Holy Spirit does by you is right. Everything you do in the spirit by the spirit through the spirit is right. Now, it can never be wrong. There is never anybody who ever did anything by the spirit that was wrong. It is impossible. Because that was like God himself acting. Out of that nature, righteousness proceeds the grace of God. The gratuities of God. All the virtues and all the goodness of God. And from that grace proceeds wisdom and prudence. That's how it works. Now, 2023 is the year of the Lord's righteousness. It's the year of the spirit perfection. Now, the number 2020 is the numbers 2 and 3 and 10. 10 is complete. The number 2 and number 3 are all divine numbers. I told you the last time I came here. You see, there's a rule of the spirit. At the Maverick, two or three witnesses, a matter is established. Two stands for human testimony. Three stands for divine testimony. But God allowed two and three to be equal in the spirit. At the Maverick, two or three witnesses because God's intention is that the human testimony must equal the divine testimony. So when God finds two witnesses, I'm fine. When he finds three witnesses, I'm fine. Because in the Godhead, there are actually three persons. But in their manifestations, there are two. The Spirit and the Word. So the number two and three is the, is the number for the Word and the Spirit. And it is the number of the Godhead. It's a number for glory. Now you are combining the number ten with the number two and three. So 2023... It's the year of the Lord's glory. Is anything you can think about, any good thing you can think about. Now, because 2023 is the year of the perfection of the Spirit, 2023 is also the year of love. In fact, I'm sure you know that the rule of the 
new man. You know, there are only two men. The old man and the new man. When God created Adam, he never went back into the dust to create anybody. So you are either Adamic, either the old man, or you are in the new man, Christ. You are either an old man or a new man. You are, you are either in the old man or in the new man. There are only two men. And the rule for the new man is faith that worketh by love. You see, the nature of God is righteousness. But the sum total of all the virtues of God is love. You see, love is the bond of perfectness. In fact, the binding force of perfection. Now, when King James Bible talks about perfection, it's talking about maturity. 2023 is the year where the church matures, where the church gets it right. So it's only the year of the manifestation of the sons of God. Is that this year we are working in maturity. And that means that we are going to walk in love. We will get it right when we walk in love. Amen? Now, I could see clearly what the Lord is doing in this meeting. Clearly. I saw the Holy Spirit and I saw the glory. And that is how this year begins and that's how it's going to end. It will start in the Spirit and culminate in glory. You're going to operate at the level of wisdom you've never operated in before. You walk in a level of maturity and perfection, precision you've never walked in before. Now, the kind of wisdom the church is going to walk in will be unparalleled. It, 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 it cannot be compared to anything. And the rule is to walk in the spirit. Amen? The last word God gave us before we left 2022 as a church is just be led. That's all. This year, you will walk into blessings. This is the year where you are not going to toil. God will just tell you, put the net here. And you, you, the catch will be too much. You have to ask people to come and help you harvest. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This year, you are not going to sample 10 people to give you to raise that $1 million. One person will put the $1 million down. And he will say that, if you need more, let me know. Give the Lord a shout. Now, it is the year of the Lord's divine supply. 2023 
is the year of supernatural supply. So you're going to have the scripture is Psalm 36 verse 8. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of your house. Let me tell you something. This year, we will never lack in God's house. When I came into the service, the Lord showed me something. That was the first thing the Lord showed me. I saw somebody here. Your whole family is drowning in debt. The whole family, daddy, mommy, auntie, sister, your brothers, your siblings, yourself, all of you are drowning, drowning in debt. But we are going to clear that debt in this service. Me too, I'll give. But this, this year, we will all be satisfied with the fatness of God's house. There will be enough for every one of us. There will be enough for all of us to spare. In fact, 2023 is the best of all the years. The Godhead, Godhead. I've told my church that if you want to cut your birthday cake, that's not the time to cut the cake in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. It is too sacred for cutting of cake. Reserve that one for something more serious. The Godhead, that's, that's the last. There's nothing beyond that. That's what we call the glory of God. All the three. So don't just go about throwing it about in the name of God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Come on. This is the year of the Godhead we shall see the glory of God. Let me make it simple for you. Just decide to be spirit-led. That's all. Just anything you want to do, be led. Listen to your heart. I'm telling you. All the struggles, the toil of your life has ended today. In fact, they ended at 2 p.m. Clap. <laughs> you know, you know, some of people ask that. How do they know these things? Yes, of course. That's why we are prophets. We know things, yeah. It happened at 2 o'clock. Amen. Now listen, you know this our GLC, and you know these particular conferences are global leadership conference. 
is actually set aside for emerging leaders and to birth things. What God is giving you in this conference is vision. You will leave this conference dreaming, having visions to do things nobody has ever done. It already has your name and your signature on it. It's your brand. And I'm telling you, the whole world will covet what you have. Now, when you leave this place today, know that failure, retrogression, poverty, backwardness, foolishness, they all died in 2022. Jesus died, he died to sin. Do you understand that construction? He died to sin. He released a death blow. He released forces of death into existence to continually deal with sin. He died He died to sin. He died towards sin. He died. His death was exerted towards sin. And he released, he set in motion the forces of resurrection. You know, like the way you have all these waves here, electromagnetic spectrum, Huh? All these rays, the gamma rays, the beta rays, radioactive, you know, X-rays, you know, uh, 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 microwave. Huh? 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 <laughs> You know, out of all the waves, I think there are about eight or nine of them, out of all the waves, only one is visible, right? Which, which is the visible, the optical waves, right? The light, the one you can see. The rest you can't see, but the, you can see the evidence. Holy one. This is connected to something. It's wireless. They are all in the air. You have your TV box there and some things are, so they are in the air. But you won't know until you connect. When Jesus rose from the dead, he released resurrection power into existence. They are waves. And three is the number for resurrection. is the number for the God, but it's also the number of resurrection. This year, you will raise the dead. Yeah. Now hold it. Now, I knew, I knew it, came by, it came as a surprise. I'm a prophet of God, and I'm telling you the name of the Lord, you raise the dead this year. Yeah. 
this year, we are not only healing the sick, we are raising the dead. What did I say? Raise the dead. Somebody whose eye is totally gone. The doctor said, this eye can never see again. Which said, everything is gone. There's no iota of life in the eye. Everything is gone. The eye, no. Which said, I know what I say. That eye will come back to life. So in GLC, the leadership mandate, the leadership capability is graciously lavished. And we are living here as change agents, as rulers, as God's representatives ambassadors of Christ. Never forget this. The day God gave you his righteousness, that was when he said, I might, I might as well give them my spirit. The very spirit too. He said, if, if Christ be in us, the body is dead because of sin. But the Holy Spirit becomes your life because of righteousness. God said, ah, if I give them my nature, I might as well give them my spirit. So you share the nature of God, you share the spirit of God. Let me say something here. There's something you didn't know. The believer has the Holy Spirit the same way Jesus has the Holy Spirit. That was actually all Jesus paid for. What Jesus purchased was actually the Spirit. So the rebellious men, sinners, we can also have the Holy Spirit. Now, we have the Holy Spirit now the way God has the Holy Spirit. It's a little bit scary. I'm telling you. The union is so intricate that the Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit has become one. That's why sometimes you're not able to separate your inner witness, what your spirit man is saying from what the Holy Ghost is saying. Now, If the Lord permits me, we'll begin our descent into Kotoka International Airport. And of course, 
That one will be to finish with love. The first thing to know about love is love is a fruit of the Spirit. The word fruit there is the word harvest, the sum total of the Spirit. Prophesying is the simple evidence of the Spirit. It's the first hint that the Holy Ghost is here. But the full harvest of the Holy Ghost is love. In other words, when the Holy Ghost starts, he starts with prophecy. When he's done, what you see is love. Now, we usually say the fruits of the Spirit because we have nine. And others believe there are more. The reason why others believe there are more is because some of the virtues like long-suffering has in it patience, endurance, forbearance, fortitude, perseverance. And the rest. So sometimes they will separate those things. So meekness, gentleness, humility, lowliness of mind, humbleness, and all that. Packed. The Bible didn't say the fruits of the Spirit. He said the fruit of the Spirit. And what is that fruit? Love. All the other things mentioned are the manifestations of love or they are to help you understand how love operates. Because the strongest element in love is long-suffering. The chapter on love, 1 Corinthians 13, Tells us what love is not. Love is not rude. Behaving not unseemly. I mean, it's not rude. It's seeking not so it's not selfish. Love thinks doesn't take account of evil or keep record of the wrongs done. Love is not easily provoked. Love is not touchy, fretful. So it tells us all that love is not. But the only things he says love is in that chapter is love is kind and is patient and dears. Then he added hopes all things, believes all things. Now, but when you look at love, okay, when you look at love, when God said, I will cause all my goodness to pass before thee. Okay, this is, uh, I think, Exodus 34, 6. All of God's goodness is God's glory. And we know God is love. So that was God's love. All of his goodness was going to pass. When Moses saw the glory of God, he saw, he mentioned five things. Merciful. Gracious, you see, long suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, merciful, gracious, 
long-suffering, abundance in goodness and truth. Now, these are the elements in the glory of God and these are the elements of love. Mercy and grace are the two sides of the same coin. Okay? Grace is receiving the good that you don't deserve. Mercy is not receiving the judgment that you deserve. All right? And every love is merciful. Okay? Um, another word for mercy is compassion. That's it. If you want to walk in love, you must be merciful. Every time you see somebody's wrong, let it remind you of your weakness. It will help you to be fair and considerate. Alright? Every time you see somebody's weakness, it should remind you of yours. If you do that, you don't fall into temptation. And you, are, you don't fall into judgment. Okay? You must be merciful. You must be gracious. According to the Bible, we are supposed to answer people with grace. In other words, the person says something that hurts you so bad. You can answer him according to what he has said. But you, you answered him the way he doesn't deserve it. He said, let your speech... Always be seasoned. Always be with grace. Season with salt. Let your speech always be with grace. When you talk, it should be with grace. When you talk, it should bless somebody. The person doesn't deserve what you are saying. You know, this generation, they don't understand anything. When your father is saying thank you, you don't say welcome. The person who is thanking you, you know that you are supposed to be thanking him. And you are saying you are welcome. My spiritual father can never say thank you and I will say you are welcome. Come on. I will say thank you, daddy. The person who is saying thank you to you, you, you know that you are supposed to be saying thank you to him. And you are there collecting the thanks. You are welcome. Really? <laughs> now, merciful, gracious, long-suffering is the final test, the true test of love. That's the difference between agape and every kind of love. That's what we're talking about the love that endures. When God wants, when God is talking about love, usually he's talking about this. Long-spirited. You don't give up on people. I always give people opportunity. 70 times 7. No, I don't give up on people. I always open the door for people to always come back. True love is 
to be long-suffering, long-spirited. You see, when we go to heaven, not everybody will be close to the glory. I hope you know that. Some people cannot handle the intensity of the glory that is by the throne. So they will be at the periphery in heaven. The energies that come from the throne is too much. They can't handle it. So they will keep them at the periphery. And there are some believers, when they go to heaven, they will take them to the children's department and feed them with milk until they are strong enough to behold the the majesty of the king. They will take you there and they will teach you love your neighbor as yourself. When somebody does this, forgive him. And I don't know how many years it will take you to learn that because in heaven, nobody is going to provoke you. So how are you going to learn endurance there? It, 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 is, it is going to be difficult. In 1 Corinthians 13, there are actually three things specifically that Bible says love is. It says love is kind. The first manifestation and evidence of love. The, the, let, me, let me say it better. Let me reframe it. The most obvious, okay, and eminent manifestation of love is kindness. And that is what Moses was calling goodness. Now, kindness means to be considerate and helpful. But it has in it elements of generosity, which is goodness. The last one is truth. Now, the difference between lust and love is truth. Everywhere you see truth in the Bible, you see love. Everywhere you see love, you see truth. In fact, that's why you see grace and truth. Grace is love appreciated. When love is dispensed, it's called grace. I taught you that everything has its mate, correct? Did I say that the last time I came here? Oh, God created them in pairs, by the way, if you don't know. There's nothing that stands alone. Because at the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter must be established. So anything that is alone, you cannot have its mate. It's a mirage. It has, it's a lie. In fact, we need the mate of everything to authenticate it. Yeah. The evidence of God the Father is Jesus. The evidence of Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Anyone who says he believes in God doesn't believe in Jesus, doesn't believe in the true God. Because the evidence of God is Jesus. That's what the Bible says. 
Now, there's no scripture that's of a private interpretation. There's no one scripture that stands alone. So every scripture has its mate. There is another scripture that explains that scripture. There's another scripture that decodes that scripture. There's another scripture that if you apply to the second scripture, you produce something. For example, the mate of faith is works. The mate of love is truth. And the mate of truth is love. To check whether that thing is love or not, check whether it's truth. If it's not truth, forget it. It's something else. Hallelujah. Now, to try and close, I want us to look at how God says the church will be filled with the highest measure of the divine presence. A body wholly flooded with God himself. No, it's your Bible. There are five climaxes in the book of Ephesians. By the way, Ephesians is the first book of the Bible. Genesis is the beginning of creation. Ephesians is the beginning of the purposes of God. You know, John predates Genesis. John says, in the beginnings. There's no article there, there so it's in beginnings. Or in the eternal past. What's the word? The word was with God. The word was face to face with God. It was in communion with God. The most important thing in existence, present, past, future, is communion. Yes, that's the most important activity in existence. So the word was communing with him. He was face to face. He was a reflection of God the Father. You know, Jesus is the life of God, the eternal life that was with the Father. The very life of God is Jesus. And Jesus' life is the Holy Spirit. Amazing. Anyway, so in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, we have what we call the purpose statement of God. Ephesians 1 contains the purpose statement of God and Ephesians 3 is the climax of the purpose of God. So God's mission statement is in Ephesians. Chapter 1. There's a climax there. The exceeding greatness of his power to us all who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he, he demonstrated in Christ, okay, or wrought in Christ, far above all principle and the power, dominion and might, every name that is named. He, he's put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. That's a climax. But in chapter 2, you are therefore no longer strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the house of God. We are built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building fitly framed together. And then he continues to say, groweth 
into a holy habitation by the Spirit of God. He says that when we are built out of the temple in Jesus, the Holy Spirit come to sit in, and then God himself come to sit in. That's climax. In chapter 3, there's another climax. This one says, we must be strengthened with all might in the inner man by his spirit, that Christ may dwell in the heart by faith, that we've been grounded in truth, we've been grounded in love, we'll be able to comprehend with all the saints, what's the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of God, with passive knowledge and be filled with all the fullness of God. The Amplified Version says, the highest measure of the divine presence, a body wholly flooded with God himself. This climax is the climax of all the climaxes. From there, God receives glory in the church throughout all ages well without end. Now, nothing has an eternal glory. The glory of the sun will diminish with time. In fact, a time will come the sun, all the gases in the sun will burn out. And there will be no more sun. But the church, now, God will receive glory in all ages through the church by Christ Jesus. Because a time will come where we are, we are the body of Christ, we are like, we are Christ. And he is us. You know the golden candlestick? It stands for Jesus. Are you aware? The golden candlestick. Because the seven golden candlesticks stands for the seven spirits of God. You see? And the Holy Spirit is separate from us. And yet in the book of Revelation, they say the mystery of the seven golden candlesticks or the mystery of the seven lampstands is the mystery of the seven churches. The church has become the Holy Ghost. The church has become Jesus. Are you aware that the wind, when the Bible says wind, is referring to the Holy Spirit, not the believer? In fact, every time you see the word spirit in the Bible, in the Old Testament, every time, the word is ruach, which is wind. So in your English Bible, you say the, the spirit of the Lord. But in the Hebrew, it is the wind of God. So wind always refers to God. But John said, the wind blows where it listed. The Holy Ghost. Thou hearest the sound thereof. And canst not tell whence it's coming from and whither it goes. Then he says, so is every man born of the Spirit. He's saying, you and the Holy Ghost, you are one. Now I am saying that a time will come where the church will truly represent God. Because we'll be an extension of God. Amen? 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 The Holy Spirit is the final revelation of the person of God. The Holy Spirit is the final revelation in the Godhead. But the church is the final manifestation in the Godhead. Now, there's something I want to say here. I am just trying to say that in the climax that we have in, in uh, Ephesians 3, the Bible says that we come to that place of, you know, the climax of all climaxes. But even there, what the Bible says will happen before we get there is 
He said, when we are rooted and grounded in love, correct? And when we have gone the length of God's love, and when we've gone the breadth of God's love, and when we've gone the height of God's love, and when we've gone the depth of God's love, do you know the length of God's love? As far as the heavens is from the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that love him. So the height of God's love is his mercy. Do you know the depth of God's love? Grace. No. The, the length of God's love that in the ages to come he might show what is the exceeding greatness of his grace in his kindness. That is the length of God's love. Do you know the breadth of God's love? How short God's love is. His long suffering. The breadth. <laughs> anyway, my final statements before I close. I want to explain something to you. You know, some of you think that God is going to leave you alone. So that you can come to heaven just like that. <laughs> you are going to go the length of God's love. The way Jesus bled and died. Eh? The way he forgave people. People mocked him and said, if you are a son of God, prophesy. Now, you are, you know, some of you think that, look, You go the length of God's love. Oh. Yes, you go the breadth of God's love. Ah, how do you think you will become like God? <laughs> One day I had an interview during the Tutsis and the Hutus, the Rwanda genocide. And of this guy who got born again, and they interviewed on on on, on uh, BBC. She said. I saw the Hutus slaughter my mother and my father and all my six siblings in front of me. The only reason why they didn't kill me was because I was hiding. They didn't know I was there. He said, but I don't have anything against them in my heart. I don't have any hatred for them because I have given my life to Jesus and Jesus has taught me to forgive my enemies. The day I heard that interview, I try to check if I'm a Christian in the first place. I'm like, God. Everybody knows Prophet Manasseh has the gift of love. But this one, I don't think I'm there yet. What? Some of us, people have not even offended us. They haven't even offended us yet. But we are thinking that they are talking about us. <laughs> hey. The way he looked at me, 
Hallelujah. 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 Every sacrifice will be salted with salt. And the salt is love. The motivation must be love. If the motivation is not love, it will burn. It will be considered as wood, wood, hay, or stubble. Hallelujah. But do you know what? Do you know that God is not saying that that will apprehend the love for Christ. He is saying that will apprehend the love of Christ. He is saying that the day we understand the grace message, the day we understand how much God loves us, that is when the church will be filled with the fullness of God. You see, you can't give what you don't have. And there are many people who have not, cannot walk in love because they have not received. That is why faith is so important. Faith is simply receiving God's love. So you must have faith first before you are rooted in love. Let me say this to you. My parents gave me an overdose of love. It's true. That's where I got it from. Because of my father, I understand what the love of God is like. My, father's, my father was like a mother. So I can understand the tender message of God. I can, really, I, I, I can relate with that easily. People can My parents told me I was the best and I'll always be the best. So I grew up feeling I'll always be the best. And it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. I never feel like somebody doesn't like me. Somebody's talking about me. Oh, I have enemies. Oh, Abu uh, Abakawa. I have never used such proverbs because perfect love casts out fear. I don't suspect people. I love people. I don't suspect people. Huh? You are... Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, there are people who have not received father's love, mother's love. And the thing has affected them. But 
What is father's love and mother's love? When there was a love that died for you. It's been said that when you go to the mental hospital, 80% of the women there is just broken hearts. And 80% of all the guys there, it is the PPLP. But as for the ladies, it is the love thing. I was talking to one of my daughters who went through depression to very serious mental stages. And I said to her, baby, we are not trying to apprehend a man's love. What is a man's love? We are apprehending the love of Christ, the love of God with passed knowledge. Amen? Amen. 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 We want to apprehend the love of Christ with passed knowledge. You know, I used to say that if you have not encountered the love of God, you have not encountered God yet because God is love. This year, you will encounter the love of God. And you're going to walk in that unconditional love. People will come back and be telling you all the good things you did to them and you can't even remember. You can't remember. One day, anyway, let's leave it. Stretch your hand forward. Say, Father, thank you for loving me absolutely. I receive this love and I walk in the love of God. Amen. Ministry is simply sharing the love of Christ with others. That's what ministry is all about. That's it. The difference between a doctor who is born again and a doctor who is not born again, the difference basically, they are all doing the same work, trying to save lives, but there's a difference. The difference is the motivation. One is doing it for fame, money. The other is just the motivation is love. Every other work you do, if the motivation is love, it's ministry. If the motivation is not love, money, fame, or something else. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. I want you to begin to thank the Lord.
says bear each other's burden so you fulfill the law of Christ thank you for listening to this message hope you've been blessed for more information and resources visit any of our social media platforms the website for the ministry is www.connectcyi.org Instagram is at ConnectCYI and Facebook is Christ for Youth International.